Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Abundant Life Long Beach. We hope wherever you are listening that this inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective on how God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Today, we are going to look at how do I know that God is speaking to me, or is it just my conscience, or is it my idea? Are you with me? How do I know it's God speaking, or is it just my good idea, or is it just my conscience? How, how many really want to know the difference between God talking to me and just me? Okay. So lean in because I'm going to share with you how, how we can figure that out. How do we know it's God that God is speaking to me? I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you glory and I give you praise. I thank you even right now that your word is life. And Father, I ask for the next few minutes that your Holy Spirit lead and guide this body of Christ. And that they tune in and sink into the word of God so that they can live life and grow in the name of Jesus, Father. I come against distractions, fear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, so how do we, right, know the difference between the two? That, that, that's what we're trying to figure out. How do we know the difference between me and God talking? Number one, through the Bible. Take it out. There are two words that describe the Word of God. Number one, the Logos is the written word, which is the Bible. Number two, Rhema word, which is God speaking God's voice. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, you don't have to go there, I'll give you some scripture to go to, says, Faith cometh from hearing. The message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. See, the written word, the Bible, God speaking to us is information, guidance, advice, and how we live. The word of God is information that gives us guidance, advice, and how we should live our life. So, okay, so you can be reading the word of God. In your time of devotion, and then the Holy Spirit will, will you'll catch a word or something in, in, in your reading, and, and, and that thing will jump off the page and say something to you. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, so you can be reading the word in your time of devotion, right? Yes. Number one, what's the word? What are the two ways? Logos, good job. Logos is the written word. Rhema Uh is the voice of God talking to you. So you can be reading your word. And as you're reading the scripture, something will jump off the page to you. That's called the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Are you with me? And at that moment, the Holy Spirit started saying something powerful to you. That's called the Rhema living word of God. It became a voice. It became something that grabbed grabbed you. Mm. 
Logos, I'm just reading to gain information and learning about something in the word. Are you with me? Rhema word is when something comes off the page and man, that hit me, that was powerful. That, that scripture meant something to me. Logos is I'm just reading the word and I'm gathering information. Now, if you want God to speak to you through, through reading the word, then you need to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I take my time in studying your word today, I need you to speak to me in my time of need through your word. So then the word won't just be information in your time of devotion. It will become him speaking. It will become rhema to you. How we approach the word is important about what we, how we approach it is what we'll get out of it. If I approach the word from a, from a, uh, uh, just from an understanding standpoint, then I'm just gathering information. But if I want to go to my word and I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me through the word, I need to pray and ask him, talk to me through the word. Yes. Does, does that make sense? Yes. So what happens when you do that is the logos, the written word, uh -huh. will become rhema word. Yes. And the Holy Spirit will turn the written scripture of God and speak to you directly in regards to your circumstance. So one of the most important ways, again, if we want to know the difference between God's giving, we got to know how he talks. I know how my certain people in my circle of friends, I know how they communicate. Right? Some people in your, in your circle are introverts. Some people talk through um, their emotions. They huggers. They're not. They, you know, everybody has a rhythm in how they communicate. Right? You guys know how I communicate? I'm loud. If I'm quiet, something is off with him. Are you with me? So we understand then that one of the ways that God communicates, because if we're going to hear his voice, we've got to know how he communicates. If you date somebody, you hang out with somebody, you're like, so what's your, what's your form of communication? Like, how do you communicate? But one of the ways he communicates is through his word. Number two, a still, small voice. A still, small voice. If you go to 1 Kings... 19, 11, and 12. 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12. The second way he speaks is a still, small, a small voice in our heart. He speaks to us in a word, with the word. He speaks to us in our heart. In 1 Kings 19, 11 and 12. You can even flip there or you can swipe it if you have an app, Bible app. The Lord says, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of God, for the Lord is about to pass by. So God is getting ready to pass by. They're, they're trying to hear him. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wave. After the wave, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. He was in the whisper. 
How do I know God is talking? He has a quiet voice. Hollywood makes us feel like God is a big, he's just huge. And if he talks to us, it's going to be like, you need to do it. <laughs> That was pretty cool, like I'm that guy, that effects guy. You need to. We like this a lot. We'll do it one more time. Stop talking back to your parents. Right? Put those donuts and abundant life down. Right? We think God talks to us like that, but that is not the way He talks to us. He talks to us in a steel voice. So good. Hold on. Let me pace it. Listen. Because he does not want to intimidate us. Man, when you guys fathom the loving, gentle kindness of God, with all of his authority, he approaches us with a whisper. How, how do I know his voice? His voice. How do I know the voice of God? This is a big one. Write it down. It's always a loving voice. You, you understand what I'm saying? How do I know? This is good stuff. Man, don't, this is the dependent, like, to live a life on this earth and know how he talks is an important thing. It's a whisper and it's always loving. As a born again believer, one of the perks you get is you get a spiritual ear. I preached before that your spirit was dead until you received Jesus Christ. When you received Jesus Christ, your spirit became alive. So when your spirit came alive, you gained a spiritual ear. The spiritual purpose of the spiritual ear is so that you can hear him speak. How, Pastor Donnie, does he speak? Number one, through his word. And number two, he approaches us with a whisper, and it's always in love. It's always a soft, loving voice. That's good, right? Check this out. The other thing, too, is even when he's warning us, it's so true, isn't it? Even when he's warning us, it's a whisper, and it's with love. I was sharing with a couple the other day. We were eating at dinner, and I says, you know what? I, 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 that scripture that says either you're hot or cold, don't be lukewarm in the middle. I'm not an in the middle type person, right? If my mom says, I know. <laughs> if, if I was going to be a sinner, I'd be a sinner. But if I'm going to be in, 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 in ministry, I'm preaching at a church, right? I'm, 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 all, I'm all the way in. And, and so here, here's the thing is, I've, I've experienced times where I'm going in the wrong direction, and the Holy Spirit does not approach me like, Donald, stop it. And guess what? We think, or sometimes we actually want him to yell at us and say, hey, don't do that. How, how many are with me? How many sometimes are like, I just yell at me and tell me I won't do it. But you know what? He doesn't have to yell at us because when you receive Jesus Christ, and a lot of you here have, you cannot sit here and tell me there's times where you hear him, but he's not yelling. He's just saying, Because he's a loving God. So good. How is he speaking? So you have to have the ear to tune into that is him. So you want to know if that's him, that quiet thing in there? I'm here to tell you on this Sunday, 
that that is, the, that is Jesus Christ talking to you. That's him. The difference is, is that the enemy, when he speaks, it is loud, there's fear, there's uncertainty, I'm not sure. God does not use fear because there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, he won't approach you making you feel bad. He just makes suggestions. Because he knows he's giving you a will and he's hoping that the fact that you have relationship with him, you will always choose the better decision, which is him. So he doesn't have to force his will. He doesn't have to force you into stuff. He gives you an option and he makes this a small, quiet suggestion of what you should do. Mm, that's good. God does not have to use condemnation because we are all forgiven. He doesn't have to threaten you. The other, way, the, the, other reason, the other reason why he talks like that is because he doesn't yell and he doesn't have to be abrupt. It's because he's inside of you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If I'm this close, if I'm inside of you, there's no reason for me to yell. It's not deep. It's just that simple. He lives inside of you. So if he lives inside of you, then he gives that still, small voice. But you might say, okay, Pastor Donnie, I hear all that. Um... I, I hear all kind of things going on in my mind. There's things racing in my mind. Sometimes they're whispering things racing in my mind. Sometimes there are loud things racing in my mind. How do I know? Number one, I told you it's the quiet voice. The other way, if you hear something going on in your mind and you're not sure if it's my thinking or if it's God, you need to match it with the word of God. If you're making a decision or you're hearing something in your heart or in your mind and you're not sure if it's you or if you should do it, you have to take what you heard and match it to the word of God. Find scripture and say, does, does this decision or what I'm thinking match with the word of God? Yes. If it matches with the word of God, then nine times out of ten, it is him speaking. Alright. Because if it doesn't match with the word of God, then God is not, he's not about that. He's not in that. Yeah. Are you with me? If you're seeking God for something and you need an answer, look into the Word of God to match it with the Word of God. But if you don't spend time with God, then you'll know, you will never know how He communicates. The reason why there's a, a lot of people are saying, I want to hear God and I want to know His voice. Be, the reason why they don't really know His voice is because they haven't spent enough time with Him. It's an, and, and, and so they, here I come in this month and I'm having challenges and issues and I need to hear a word from God. Yeah. When you live a regular life of devotion and communication with God, you always know his voice. Yeah. Are, are you with me? Yeah. If you guys hang out with me for the a whole year consistently every single day, you will learn how I communicate. Yeah. You'll understand my mannerisms, how we communicate, how we jive together, right? So when I talk, you'll be able to receive it. If you hang out with me twice in a year, and you say, Donnie, I haven't heard from you. I need you to holler at me, homie. Mm -hmm. Right? And then I do talk to you. You would have to figure out, like, was that him? Let me get back and see. Because I haven't spent much time with him. I really don't know how he even communicates. So the challenge with that is, is when we don't have relationship with God and we're not in communication with him, we really don't realize if he's speaking or not. If you're not in communication with God, he could be talking to you all the while, but because you haven't been in relationship with him, you're missing what he's saying. 
That's the value of devotion. When you're spending time on a consistent basis in prayer and in reading your word, you begin to know how he communicates. Are you with me, church? The other way that God communicates is through dream and vision. Acts chapter 2 says, And when the Holy Spirit comes, my young men will see vision, and my old men will dream dreams. A vision is seeing something in your heart beyond the natural realm. It's just another way that he communicates. He can show you something, not necessarily a dream, but in a vision. He will also use dreams. Here's why. Here's why he can use dreams. And I've been dreaming lately. Maybe that's because I'm getting old. Because the Bible says it's the old men who dream dreams. I'm like, God, I have my dream dream. Does that mean I'm getting old? I'm going to have a vision. Tell my wife, wake me up if you hear me dreaming, because that means I'm old. I want to keep having vision. But I have been dreaming a little bit more. <laughs> he said also, he uses dreams. Here's why. Because when you dream, he can bypass your conscious thinking. Man, this is so good. I just wish you guys can hear it, man. Because, like, this is stuff that's going to help you. When you have a dream, one of the ways God can communicate, he can bypass your thinking. Because sometimes your conscious thinking is there's too much going on in it that he can't, he can't communicate to you. So he waits till you fall asleep. The Bible says he dreams, dreams, and that vision is biblical. So, Pastor Dami, if I get a dream, is that God speaking? Yes, he can. Yes, he can speak to you through a dream, because he knows God is so awesome. He says, in your when your conscience in the world up for nine, 10, 15 hours or whatever, I can't, I can't really talk to you. But well, what do you mean? But see, again, his communication to everyone is different. Some of you might not get God talking to you in a dream, but he's unique. Everyone has their own unique relationship with Christ. So some of you, he will use a dream. Does that make sense? So he bypasses. So if he speaks to you in a dream, that's because in your conscious thinking, there's so much going on that he can't communicate. So when you fall asleep, he will be speaking to you through, through, through the dream. Here's the thing. If you want God to speak to you, you have to ask him. So before you go to bed, you can say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that as I fall asleep. And if I dream a dream, speak to me through it. So you can take control. Oh, man, I'm going to of myself. You can take control of what happens in your mind through prayer. All right. Yes, you can. How many pray with your kids for you go, now I'm lay me down to sleep? How many of you pray with your kids for you go to sleep, right? You do that because you don't want their mind to just wander and have nightmares, right? I don't want them to have nightmares, and plus I don't want them to wake me up. You know, come in the room. Daddy, I had a bad dream, right? Me and Alma. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to pray for them before they go to bed because I wanted them to have good and a peaceful rest. How come we don't do that when we sleep and when we rest? When we sleep and when we rest, it's off the heels of some Ben and Jerry and a good Netflix. 
and we go to sleep, right? Or we work all day and we go to sleep. Or we're dealing with family and friends and we go to sleep. But we don't, before we go to sleep, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, if I dream tonight, speak to me through the dreams. I give my mind over to you. I come against any fear, any nightmares, any demonic spirits. You have no right in this mind. This is God's mind and I will rest, sleep deep and feel wonderful in the morning. And if I dream, I ask that the Holy Spirit speaks to me in my dream. How many know you can take control of your thoughts? A healthy mind doesn't say my mind is open. A healthy mind knows how to put barriers around the mind and say, I will let certain things in and I will let, won't let, and, and certain things, and certain things just can't get close to me. Uh, I, 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 I'm measuring what, what, I, what I listen to. I'm measuring what, who I let speak into my life. I measure, I'm measuring what I hear. Are you with me? And young people, we got to be careful on the music we listen to. I love music. All music, but if it's like consistently saying something, I have to understand that the beat is cool and the artist has got style and rhythm, but he's downloading something into my mind. And the enemy thinks that we have control over it because I can listen to it and I like the beat and I know what it's saying and I know what's happening to it. But the mind is a sponge and it soaks up as much as it can. It's a file cap. If you want to have the mind of Christ, then you have to make sure that there's space in there. You have to do an inventory and clean out your mind and say, I can't listen to too much of that. I can't hang around this circle of friends. All y'all want to do is gossip. All y'all talking about is 1994. I'm living in 2019 and you're not edifying and you're not pushing me. You're not helping me think on another level. I got kids. I got things I'm trying to do. The next five years, I don't know what that looks like. And I can't stay here on this level thinking. I need something to stimulate my mind. So be, excuse me, as I move on in this life, I've got to put barriers in my mind and how I think matters. Because as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. And so make sure that you do an inventory on your mind and make sure that you're understanding what is coming in in, in my circle of friends. And what, what are you all talking about today? Like, really? We've been talking. It was funny. You could be talking with the homies with the same stuff. We're talking about the same. We have the same conversation. And you already know what the conversation is going to be. Just be careful with that. I'm not saying disconnect with your friends. Maybe you need to help them think on another level. You bring up a different conversation. Like, what's it look like for us to own a business together? All right. Oh, you, you, you're trying to be bougie. No, I'm not trying to be bougie. I'm trying to make it in this world. You feel me? Y'all right. like that? Mm. Number three, God speaks to us, this is one of my favorite, through peace. He speaks to us through peace. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of God rule your heart, since as members of the body we are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule your heart. The word peace means barobo, which means to umpire. The peace of God, this is another way God speaks, is through his peace. The other word for peace is the umpire. Peace can call the shots in your life. That's a foul, that's a ball, that's out of bounds. So you say, Pastor Donnie, I don't hear it in dreams. I, sometimes it's the words not jumping out to me when I read scripture. Uh, well, how else can he speak? You can use peace as, 
as a way that he speaks to you because he is peace. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you received peace. Are you guys with me? Amen. Remember when Jesus went off the cross and he walked through the, through the door and the, and the disciples were all trying to confuse after Jesus rose. Where is Jesus? What's happening? He just was crucified and all this stuff happened. He walks through the door. He says, peace. Right? Yes. So you said, Pastor Daddy, how does the Lord speak to me? He speaks to you through peace. John chapter 14, 26 and 7 says, talks about the Holy Spirit that he gives. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give you as the world gives you. So the peace that the world gives you is just for a moment. It's a roller coaster. It feels good. But when you go back down, you go low, it's a roller coaster. But the peace that he gives you passes all understanding and it sustains you. Are you with me? And so peace can help you make the right decisions. Well, see, let's just keep it real. There's a lot of things in the Bible. There's a lot of things in the Bible that doesn't address my immediate needs. The Bible doesn't tell me exactly what car to buy. Y'all don't like this. The Bible doesn't tell me what house to buy. The car doesn't, I mean, the Bible doesn't tell me some specifics. The Bible gives us principles. Are you with me? It, it, it will not, sometimes you're not always getting a rainbow word. Or you're not always getting it from, from that. You're not always seeing it in a vision, in a dream. But you can use peace as a way that God is talking to you. For an example, um, my wife and I, we're making a decision on something. A lot of times when we make a decision, we're not getting an answer. We, we, we'll sometimes say, I don't have peace about that. We make a decision in our home. You say, I'm not sure if I have peace. Or you can say, I have peace about that. Hey, hey, should we go over, we should go to the north or the south? Oh, the south, how much to, I'm not, there's something, I don't feel something. How many parents can get that, right? With, with, your, with your kids and stuff like that? Yeah. I, I, there's something like, I don't have a, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's talking to you when you don't feel peace. He's not in it. Ah. He is peace. Yeah. And he's with you. So if you're doing something and he's going to put his stamp on it, you're going to feel peace. Yes, that's good. So maybe I don't get it through the word of God. Maybe I'm not getting it in a dream and a vision, but I can rely on peace because he is peace. So if I get peace about something, that he's, that's a way that he's saying, go ahead and do that because my peace is with you. And this is teaching, man. I hope you guys are getting this. And that's the way he talks. Having peace is so important. Man, I have peace about this. I'm going to move forward. Hey, you guys, this is what you need to do. Whatever you guys, this is for somebody. Whatever you're deciding on and you're uncertain about it, let peace be the guy. Let peace umpire it. All right. Uh, I want to do this. Uh, I don't feel peace about it, but I'm not going to do that. All right. I'm going to do this. I feel peace about that. Uh, if you don't have peace about it, then he's not in it. That's it. Uh, so don't say, God, Give me peace. You say, you leave this with peace. All right. Because this, you give me peace about it means I want a selfish feeling to feel good about something that I want versus you leading it. I'd rather you lead it with peace and I'll follow it because his peace, peace, his peace is going before me in this situation, so I'll follow it. I can't stop it because God's just, he's moving his whole thing. His peace is all in this. Now favor comes. Are you with me? Come on. Yeah, this is good. Jesus. Yeah. 
But you might see you say, number four, we're almost done. God speaks through open and closed doors. God speaks through open and closed doors. I'm giving you all these different ways he speaks. He can speak through the word. He can speak through dreams and visions. He can speak through peace. He speaks through his word, reading it. To the angel of the church of Philippi wrote, this, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who has the key of David. What he opens, no man can shut, and what he shuts, no man can open. Here's a prayer, your prayer, your pastor prays all the time. I pray this every single day. I don't even know my wife knows I pray this all the time. I pray always, God, you open doors in my life you want open, and you close doors in my life that you want closed. See, what we don't understand is that God speaks through doors, opening doors, and closing doors. He speaks to them in relationships, in jobs, where you go, He's, doors are a big deal. Are with me? And sometimes he closes the door, but because in our nature, we want the door open, so we keep forcing the door open. And he closed it. Right? And then it's closed. But because you want that thing so much, and you think you need it, I've got to have that type of relationship, or I want to be in that type of relationship, let me go back and try to open that door again. And then you spend time trying to open the door, which emotionally it stresses you out, and mentally you get confused, and then you pray that God would open a door that he closes. But you keep going back to the door, and he keeps it closed. He's talking to you. He didn't say don't be in a relationship. He didn't say that's not the right job. He didn't say that's not the right direction. But you can't crack into that thing because God has closed the door. So it's best for you to leave that door open because closed. Because when you leave the door closed and say, well, God, that's not your best interest and mine for you. The God that I serve will then kick the door open and a new place for me to go. But we've got to trust the door that's closed. That that's not his will for my life. Yes, sometimes we are so, uh, excuse me for a minute, become immature in our relationship with God, and we pout and get upset because he doesn't do it, he, uh, he doesn't do it our way. He's a sovereign God, and he does what he wants, when he wants. You just have to have humility and say, Father, not my will be done, but let thy will be done. Are you with me, church? So if he closes a door, then the door needs to be closed. If he opens a door, then that's God speaking. The other way God speaks is he speaks through people. Proverbs eleven fourteen: If there is no guidance, a people fall. But with an abundance of counsel, there is safety. Where there's, where there's no guidance, people fall. Where there's an abundance of counsel... There is safety. Again, God uses my wife to speak to me. God uses my wife to speak to me. So no way God can speak, he can speak through people. Here's what you've got to do. You've got to find a group of believers that you can that you can trust to speak to you. Hmm. We don't spend enough time around people that believe in Jesus Christ and that have a good prayer life. Because it's one of the ways biblically that God will speak to you through people. If your circle of friends, listen, 
don't have a real relationship, not I go to church. You know if they got a real relationship. Circle yourself with believers that have a real relationship with Christ because God will use them to speak to you. Sometimes my wife speaks to me and she doesn't know that the Holy Spirit is, is talking through her to me. But I'm open to that. Are you with me? Here's the problem with not having the right counsel around you. If you have a whole bunch of people and all the people you communicate with are people at your workplace, your job, friends, the homies, and all this other stuff, how is God going to use them to speak to you? Are you with me? You've got to circle yourself. That's why the body of Christ is so important. That's why prayer groups are important. That's why life groups are important. God will use your pastor, me, to speak to you. Amen? I am one of the voices, unfortunately, no, just kidding. I am one of the voices in your, it could be unfortunate. Sometimes you don't like it. it is, I'm just telling you what God says. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't be the only voice. You should have a circle of friends, people, part, part, partners, groups that you can trust that the Holy Spirit will speak through them to you. And they're not going to come to you and say, Jenny, thus says the Lord, you need to do the so-and-so. It won't happen like that. It'll just be, you know what? I was praying for you. I just think you should buy the house. I think you should. And, and what, what they won't know is that will become confirmation to what you have already been thinking about. And because it comes confirmation, then you get a piece about it. Now, the Holy, now God is talking to you. You get excited, right? But you've got to put yourself in a position to hear from God. You gotta put yourself in a posture to hear from God. Now, let's go to the mental unhealth. If I don't put myself in a council of people where God has an avenue to speak to me, then I'm in a council of people that are giving me their advice. And if I'm giving a whole bunch of people's advice without God advice, then I'm even more confused. And then I make bad decisions. And I do it because I'm taking advice of friends and people that just have been riding with me. But I'm not taking advice from people that are on their knees and have a relationship with God that are hearing from the Lord. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. So you've got to make sure that you're in a council and you have yourself a circle. I have a group of people that I can go to that, okay, that God is saying something through that. He said, and that person doesn't even know that God is speaking to you. I could be saying something to you today. And if it resonates with your spirit, stop playing defense against it and receive it because it's God talking, not me. Are you with me, church? It's the Holy Spirit speaking through me to you. So you have to receive it. And say, that is God. And you have to trust it and move. God will always speak to them, but you have to be open to that. You have to ask God to speak to you. Here's what stops God from speaking. Unbelief. People that are unbelief and have doubt, that you're wasting your time. If you're on the fence with Jesus and who he is, you're wasting your time. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Absolutely. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 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 Faith in everything of the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible. Faith that He's a provider. Faith that He's a healer. Faith that He's more than enough. Faith that He'll take care of you. Faith that He's not going to leave you alone. Faith that you won't experience loneliness. That you won't experience fear. I have faith in God. If I have that faith, then I'm pleasing God, and He's He He 
he, he will then give me what I'm, what I'm, what I'm putting my faith in. All right. If you don't have faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. The devil does not want you to hear from God. Because when you begin to hear from God, then you begin to live out your life purpose on this earth. The reason why people don't live out the life purpose and they feel like something is missing, I have, I'm not, I don't feel complete, I don't feel whole, I feel like something is off, I don't have control, is because number one, they're not in relationship with Jesus Christ. Number two, they will never know what their purpose and why they're here on this earth. They're not putting in themselves in a position to hear from God. So the devil will bombard you, making you think church is this, life is that, keep you confused, bombard you with life, things, social media, work, bills, people are thinking of stuff right now. He just come, he just, he just stuffs your thinking. Because he knows if you ever get the mind of Christ, if you ever get in communication with God, you will live out your purpose. And what the devil wants you to do is he wants you to spend years on this earth living a life. That was not your purpose and die. That is what he wants. He came that we might have life and have more abundantly here on this earth. The only way you're going to live out your purpose and your reason for being on this earth is to be in communication with the Father on a continual basis. to me in the 
past that can make me feel unconfident and unsure about myself. And I don't know who I am. And things have happened to my life. And my self-esteem is bad. And I'm not sure. And I'm not confident. I've been messed up mentally. And I've been treated bad. And I've been stepped on. But you know what? I'm forgetting those things that are behind me. And I'm reaching to the things that are in front of me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because I put my hand in the hand of Jesus.
I teach you my raising my son on how to be a man. This is what you need to do and requires responsibility. You need to save this type of money. You need to live in this type of, and I, I can't give him more uh, a direction until I see him obedient to the last thing. Because I love my son, I'm not mad that he's not doing what I said, but I'm not going to keep talking until I see that he can obey the word that I already told him to do. He said, Pastor Connie, God has not spoken to me. Yes, think about the last thing he told you to do, and are you doing the last thing he told you to do? Once you say, I'm going to go back and do the last thing he told me to do, to go forgive that person, then I'll give you another word. It's not that God is not talking, he only talks as you do with what he, what you tell, what he tells you. You get that? He's a father. How are you going to tell your children a hundred things to do and they didn't do the first thing? You got to, they got to do the first thing before I give them more instruction. Pastor Dyke, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me. Well, go back and do the first thing he told you to do. He's not mad at you. He's a God that only gives you what you can handle. And maybe you just can't handle more. Are you with me, church? So then, how then, with all that going on, because at the end of the day, Pastor Donnie, at the end of the day, and I think this is what we all want, this is what I want. I think what we all want is a peace of mind. You know, Pastor Donnie, if I could just have peace of mind, come on, my mothers, where my mom's at now today? If, if I could just have a peace in my mind, I'd be okay. If you could tell me how to have peace in my mind, I'd be okay. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about the peace of your mind. How to have peace. For the next six months, oh, the devil so he hates me. But I hate him too. For the next six months, next Sunday, we're going to launch and talk about how to walk out of this, how to walk in this with peace. Are you with me, church? Let's all stand. Come on, let's just give God glory even right there. We want to thank you for tuning in today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit AbundantLifeLB.com 